Minnesota West Farm Business Management Series of Podcasts. Jeremy, since I'm doing the fun farm facts and I'm also doing the podcast today, let's do a few fun farm facts to start out the show. Today's fun farm facts are about cranberries. Wisconsin grows the most. The U.S. supplies 75% of all the cranberries in the world. The U.S. eats 20% of the cranberries in one week of Thanksgiving. I'll give you the rest of the facts about cranberries at the end. Our podcast today is a summation about crop insurance. In late June and early July, many of you had cornfields purling and soybean fields cupping due to lack of adequate moisture and limited rainfall. Crop insurance policies can vary from company to company with additional products or possible add-ons or products to that basic policy. We are going to review some of the basic products and add-on products along with the basic rules of crop insurance coverage. I will also talk briefly about things that we will need to consider as we move forward in what currently appears to be a smaller fall harvest. Everything you hear will be focused on the most basic and most often purchased corn and soybean crop insurance policies. The presented information was gathered from three local agents here in Worthington, and I thank them for their assistance and their guidance and their input. Some of you may want to review your policy as we go forward. You should then stop your podcast now, grab your policy out of your office for the 2021 crop year, and then resume this podcast. This way you can review and read as you and I go forward with information. Let's get started. This spring you took out a crop insurance policy which guaranteed you a specific amount of bushels based on your annual production history. This is called an APH. Most of you chose 80 or 85% coverage on your APH. As an example, let's say you are producer A and you have a 200 bushel 10 year annual production history. Again, this is called your APH and your choice was 80% coverage for this spring. To calculate your insured bushels, you simply multiply your selected coverage amount, the 80% in this example, times your APH yield, and I'm gonna use a yield of 200, as I mentioned earlier. So in this example, you would take 80% times 200 bushel, which would mean you have insured 160 bushels of corn for this crop year. It is the same formula for soybeans. So if you are producer B, who has an APH soybean yield of 50 bushels per acre, and he also chooses 80% coverage level for this spring, in your calculation, you would multiply the 50 bushel APH times the 80% coverage rate, and you would end up with insured bushels for producer B of 40 bushels per acre. You can choose insurance levels between 70, 75, 80, or 85% for both corn and soybeans each and every year. This is the basic part of the bushels calculation for crop insurance. Many companies now have add-ons or additional ways to enhance the total bushel coverage. These riders will have different names or use different methods for calculating your total insured bushels for the 21 crop year. If you have one of those, your policy should explain it in detail, and you should have a conversation with your crop insurance agent so you fully understand what products you have, especially in a year like this where bushels are unknown. The second part of any crop insurance policy is the price portion of the equation. There is a price set in February based off December futures for corn, and the price set in February is based off the November futures for soybeans. 
Average price for the month in each of the commodities determines the set spring price for both corn and beans. This March 1st, prices for 2021 crops were established in corn at $4.58 per bushel and for soybeans at $11.87 per bushel. The most common policies also carry a fall price discovery option. The fall corn price discovery is determined the same way using December corn futures for the fall price new crop corn. And it sets the fall price averaging the December corn futures for the whole month of October. In soybeans, it is the same concept, except it uses the November soybean futures price for the same month of October. You will be able to use the higher of the spring price or the harvest price when calculating any potential claims for crop insurance losses, provided you have a policy that is using both spring price and fall price options. A big word of caution here, some of you may have tried to save some money up front and only taken the spring price and eliminated the fall price as a future feature. Not all the policies are written the same and not all policies have a harvest price option available. Going back to our original example, a producer A with an APH at 200 bushels per acre and an 80% coverage could now multiply the spring price and know that the 200 bushel per acre APH times the 80% coverage times the spring price at 458 gives this producer a guaranteed crop revenue of $732.58 per acre. For producer B, with the same example of the 50 bushel APH and the 80% coverage rate, the spring soybean price at $11.87, that producer has coverage multiplied for those three numbers together at $474.80 per insured acre. These guarantees can only go higher if the harvest price is higher. They cannot go lower in the standard policies that are written. You may have elected to put all of your fields together to reduce your premium this spring. This is called enterprising units. This means all of your fields will be averaged together by each crop to see if you are eligible for a loss claim. This is very important to know, especially this year with rain being sparse, not regular and widespread. You may have elected to have each field calculated on its own. This is called optional or individual units. This is also important to know as you harvest because you may have to monitor some fields harvested with potential losses differently than other fields with no losses. Never commingle fields if you have optional units or two separate crop years without first calling your agent to get the details. Your coverage can be lost or lessened if you do not comply with all the requirements within your contract. Do not commingle two crop years or two fields in the same year without a measurement or weighing. The moral of this story is always call your agent first. They are the experts and they know how you can retain your coverage without getting in trouble. Most producers have forward priced some of new crop corn and soybeans this year. The price is the best it has been in a very long time, so it made very good business sense to pre-sell some corn and soybeans. The maximum price crop insurance will pay is 200% of the spring price on a basic policy. One agent I spoke with said they had a rider that did add to the price as well as a rider that did add to the yield. These riders are not a nationwide or common item, so I will let you discover if you have that or not with your specific agent. Maximum price paid at harvest would be $9.16 if the December futures for corn averaged a price of $9.16 or higher this October. 
if you had pre-sold corn at $4, this is a good item to know as there may be ways to protect that potential additional payback expense if you are short on bushels that have been sold. For soybeans, the maximum price potential could be $23.74 per bushel if November futures during the month of October were to average above that price. This is also good to know. If the rain doesn't fall very good in our area the rest of the summer, you may have had some $11 soybeans sold and need to make some decisions about how to protect that. If you are oversold, talk to your elevator or your local processors and discover your options, then review with your crop insurance agent, your lender, or your FBM instructor what your next best move might be. If the fall price is higher than the spring price after October 31st, calculations are completed, you will need to have yield below your original insurance levels to have a loss paid to you under the common crop insurance contract. If harvest price is below spring price, you will need to have less income than the springtime guarantee calculation we did earlier per acre to collect a loss. I am going to assume some of us will have crop losses in southwest Minnesota this fall based on how things look today and the fact that we have had corn curling and soybeans cupping in June and July. If you believe you may have a loss and you are thinking about bailing your oats or your wheat or cutting silage instead of harvesting corn, you need to call your agent before you start harvesting that product. You will need to leave specific strips for a later review plus you can get their instructions on the proper procedures for handling, storing, moving your feed versus harvesting your crop. If you think you may have oversold what you can produce, talk with your agent about your options, speak with your banker and your farm business management instructor to do research on other options to mitigate or lower your risk. Crop insurance claims can be on the bushels lost, revenues lost from prices falling or a combination of both. In the past, revenue payments for price decline are taxed in the year you receive that check. What that means is if you are paid 2021 crop insurance proceeds for both bushels and price in the fall of 21, part of your insurance payment will be automatic income in the year of 2021. Bushels can usually be deferred income into the next business year, provided you have a history of selling some of your old crop in the following year after it has been produced. This is also a good reminder if you are processing your claims at the end of the year because it could affect your income tax planning. I recommend everyone get out your policy and look at what you have actually purchased this spring before you start to make decisions this fall. Call or visit your agent. They are your expert in the field on crop insurance. Have the conversations I started with you today to help you make decisions and be proactive. To summarize my podcast, First, review your crop insurance policy. Know the bushels you have covered and know if you have any riders or attachments that would increase price or yield or both. Second, organize your grain contracts. Estimate if you are oversold in the year of 21. Third, if you are oversold, talk to your elevator or your local processor that has purchased your product and see if you have any options. Fourth, check with your agent if you are afraid you have losses and ask what the requirements are if you're allowed to co-mingle and what the strips are gonna be needed to be for the fields.
so the adjusters can adjust. So final advice, never commingle two years grains. Make sure you leave a strip for the adjuster, but always call your agent first before you make decisions this fall if you have a loss. They are your expert. They will know what to do and help you get through this. Cranberries are 90% water, but they float because they have air pockets underneath their skin. Cranberries are harvested in blogs. The blogs are flooded with 18 inches of water. They are actually growing on dry land. It takes 4,400 cranberries to make a gallon of juice. And that's the end of the fun farm facts. Have a safe harvest. Thank you for your time today. This is Mike Dirks, Minnesota West, Worthington, Jackson. If you would like more information uh, about uh, farm business management, we have 19 instructors covering the, the geography of southwestern Minnesota, west central Minnesota, southeastern South Dakota, and northwestern Iowa, working with about 750 farmers. For more information, you can contact us at 507-847-7929 or at suesue.lovell at mnwest.edu. Or follow us on Facebook at uh, Minnesota West Community and Technical College Farm Business Management. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you.